Disreputable Podcast. My name is Brandon, and I'm here with my friend, my colleague, Dean Curry. Thank you for for hosting, man. Thanks Absolutely. for being my partner in this. Absolutely. This I is think, episode eight. Yeah, episode eight. It's kind of crazy to think, man. We're almost into like the full season uh, one. I know. <laughs> is that I don't eight know. Eight episodes? Does that make sense? I'm making things oh, up okay, here, you know? That's cool. Maybe by 10 episodes, we'll be at like season <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. I want to thank everybody who's been sharing. Yeah. I, I've been telling people. If it matters, like share it with three people. Yeah, and if you know if it doesn't matter, then don't. We're here for a particular group, a group of people. Right, absolutely. People that don't think they have it all together, and they they want to be learners, and they feel like they can learn from a couple of uh, renegades like us. Yeah, disreputables like us, and our and our friends. Yeah, and so if you like it, share it because that's what it's all about. I want to say also, thank you to BD Local who yeah. par- they partnered with us when it. It wasn't easy to partner with us. I think yeah. they got they got some heat for partnering with us. Yeah, and before it was even a thing, right. you know, they opened up their and now their business is so booming here. Yeah, people yeah. should download that app absolutely because I know that you know people are always looking for good content. Or at least I am. Yeah, you know, leaders are for sure. And it's uh, it's nice to know when you can get great content. A lot of it local, you know. Yeah, today's going to be a little bit different, but we received a lot of great feedback from our Good Friday edition last week. Hopefully, everybody had a wonderful Easter. And your ministry mom one. And the ministry mom. Yeah, that one was huge, man. So I've invited a friend of mine who is, uh, uh, admittedly, he's a Jesus freak. Okay. So I'm sure we're going to talk about some faith stuff. Yeah. But he's also a world-class leader. He's he's a winner. And he's, he's won at a lot of what he's done succeeded a lot of what he's done although a lot of what he's done has been illegal okay so he, he's a drug dealer but he was a very good one weren't you yes yes yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes in a bad way. yeah so uh, this is Dyrell and uh thank you for being with us Dyrell. yeah man. yes 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 hello my name is Dyrell and I want to say uh thank you guys for having me oh man absolutely sure um you you got a card from your daughter that said a little a little pamphlet i guess you'd call it yes it was a little pamphlet and uh, it said how to get out of jail number one why did she give that to you and number two why did it mean so much to you talk about the first part why 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 would your eight-year-old daughter she's eight yeah yes she's eight why would she give you a pamphlet that says how to get out of jail well as previously stated uh i was a drug dealer and because of me being a drug dealer, uh, I got caught up. And then by me being caught up, I have to go serve a prison term. So Yeah, in a federal prison? Yes. Yeah. So we dis- uh, discussed it with our 8-year-old daughter, and she thought it was a great idea when she seen a, pr- uh, a pamphlet to say how to get yourself out of prison. So she got it for me. Wow. And not knowing that it was uh, scripture-based, and it was not about the bars itself, even though right. it had bars on the front of the pamphlet. She thought it would be a great idea. That's one of the things I wanted. Uh, essentially, you know, this is a disreputable podcast. Right. It's uncut and uncensored, so we yes. say whatever we want to say here. But you, you, uh, you feel, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you feel more free now that you've been busted and headed to jail than you did when you were when you had a half a million dollars in your bank account 
Yes. And then, quite frankly, I didn't have it in the bank account. I had it stashed in the house <laughs> under the bed. But, you know, the, that would have been another conversation. But, yes, uh, quite frankly, yeah, I feel a lot freer because uh, when you're having those type of uh, possessions and people not knowing about those possessions and and once people do know about it and then they're right. saying it's so attainable and it's so easy to access, why not make that mind yours to theirs and uh, – most of the time, that's going to come with a struggle or a fight, and then that's when people get hurt and get harmed. Uh, Brandon, I want you to jump in on this too, but let me let me ask this. Give me some secrets to success. What does it take to be a winner? It doesn't matter. I really believe that what you were doing illicitly, illegally, you were doing because you were winning. You're, you're a success guy. You were good at it. Why, what made you good at that? That somebody who's working at a grocery store right now, somebody who's running a business right now, what do you think two or three lessons are that you can give to people? Well, well, uh, dealing in the drug trade is just like dealing in sales, and that's any type of sales in any business. Uh, you have to be able to first believe that you can sell, sell to somebody, two, believe that you can grow, and then three, you, you know, you have to be open to uh, being reproachable and approachable to others. So it's it's the exact same thing. And with that being said, you also have to have faith, belief, and determination. Because without those things, you won't be able to keep progressing and keep Why keep does going. faith matter in selling? Because you have to believe that you're going to meet the person that you're going to get rid of these drugs to. Because most of the time, you will have the, say, four or five of the same people you deal with, but if, but if you have a great amount of drugs, you're going to need more than those four or five people. So you're going to have to get out there and knock on door to door, be able to talk to people, which is the same exact thing that, say, uh, seven-day Adventists do. They go knock on doors and yeah. keep knocking on doors, and then they keep knocking on doors. Most of the time, people are going to say no. But right. if they go to a million homes and a million people said no, they wouldn't be knocking on any you, doors. Yeah, you said to me one time, and this is after you became a believer, you said to me, hey, hey Dean, why – why do Mormons, why do Jehovah's Witnesses knock on doors? And you said, because it works. Yeah, because it does work. I mean, if you keep knocking and knocking and knocking, eventually you're going you're, you're gonna to get into somebody's door. And then, then it starts with that conversation. You might not get that person, but a snowball can actually happen to where they can lead you to another person. Right. And this, then they this, get the message to another person. I really do believe this is a success secret because most people are more, more focused on the 10 no's they get. Yeah. Then the three yeses, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I agree with that, one hundred percent. Yeah. I don't. You know, as as Darrell and I have a similar story, not to the amount of uh, quantity as Darrell probably would have dealt with, but you know, when you asked that question just a few moments ago, I can think of fifteen responses to that. Give me a couple. A couple of them off the top of my head are: you have to have strategy. You you, you got to know your blocks. You got to know. You gotta be a team builder. You gotta know how to how to build a team because if not, you're doing it all. The op object number one is remove yourself from being middleman. Number two, you gotta know how to not be so. You gotta be winsome. You gotta know how to win people over. All those things are characteristics. You gotta have. You gotta know how yeah. to hustle. You gotta have work ethic. Yeah. You, you know. Good. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, you gotta have determination and drive. You gotta be able to sacrifice. That's the main key to sacrifice. Sacrifice spending now and saving now to be able to spend, say, a week or two months right. or what down the road. But what you will see by doing that is you'll see things start to grow. Yeah. So so this is why I would say to this: 
in, in, to our transition of what we just talked about a second ago, what I recognize is there was a quote that I said when I first found Jesus. If I could hustle this hard for the world, then I should be able to give 110% more for the kingdom of heaven, yeah. which I think is where we as Jesus followers who have the greatest bit of authority, that we follow the greatest human that ever existed, the king of kings, you know, like, okay, so we, we have that right. with us. But we have become so lazy and so unbelieving. So risk-averse. This guy, he, I mean, you were the risk you were taking. Yes, it was, it was always looking over the back of your shoulders, always driving with your eyes peeled and always looking and just noticing the booby traps and things of that nature that you might stumble upon. And, you know, you always got to be aware. Be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of people. You got to be aware of who don't know. You got to be aware of not going here you can't be aware of going there there's just too many things to be aware about to where it becomes not comfortable anymore right so talk about talk about how you found how you got in this because life has not been easy to you if people hear your story i know people who have had much easier stories yes that aren't aren't half as happy as you are your mom, uh, forgive me, but your mom was a prostitute. Yes. You didn't. You didn't have a dad around. No. You. You know. You end up. Your brother. Your brother is murdered. Yes. Your mother is murdered. Yes. Fill in some of that. Those blanks for talk about tough times and how you view them, because the people listening get they get stopped up in their narrative, their story. Right. Yes. 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 Oh, okay. So from the beginning. Uh, I was born in Gary, Indiana. Uh, I'm 45 years old of age right now. Uh, we moved from Gary, Indiana when I was about six and moved to Arizona. Once we moved to Arizona, my uh, mother was uh, prostituting herself for uh, my brother's dad. And you were six? Yes, I was six and seven. She passed away when I was eight because she was murdered. And then from that point on, I came to Seattle to stay with my grandmother at eight and then from eight that was when the snowball of uh me connecting with uh inner youth and inner people and and uh trying to blend in and fit in and then at the same time not really uh dealing with some of those issues but at the same time still persevering and still having uh what i didn't know at the time was faith and belief that things was going to happen and, and and uh i just stayed progressing and stayed at it how do, how do you not just go into the fetal position in the corner and cry and drink yourself to sleep every night? Well, because I thought and believed that I couldn't. I just didn't understand it because my mother passed away. We were staying in a hotel room. My daughter, I mean, my sister is, she's two years younger than me, so she was six. And my brother at the time was, say, about six months so I was the oldest in the room, so I had to be able to hold strong. I had to be able to hold faith. I was, I had to be able to uh, make something happen. And then it, I didn't realize it, and, and it dawned on me up until about possibly about a year ago is at that moment in time, I moved into survival mode, right. which I didn't even know what survival mode was, but it was something that was placed upon me. And then from that point on, once we moved back to Seattle, I always, uh, I've always had a a bright mind. I always had a bright outlook on things. I always would try to figure things out. I always lend a helping hand. I always was kind of likable, but at the same time, I knew how to kind of uh, to defend myself. But yeah. you know, it's just uh, as a child, and adolescent, you you gravitate toward things, and most of the things you gravitate without no guidance aren't 
pretty much things you should be gravitating to. Yeah. yeah. The story, I mean, is elaborate, and it could go on for a while. Yes, it could go on for a while. The, uh, it, you rediscovered Jesus. Yes. Be, he had been in and out of your life. Yes. You rediscovered Jesus about a year ago, six uh, months ago. Man, it's been like 17 months ago now. 17 months. It's, it seemed like and, a year ago. It seems we like got yesterday. connected through emails. And yes, yes. You, you were getting my daily... I was getting your yeah. daily devotionals when you were at your previous stewardship. Yeah. And then uh, once those daily devotionals stopped, I tapped in and said, man, where are these daily devotionals at? Because before I even... How, how, does, a, how does one of the big, bigger drug dealers in the state of Washington end up on my email list? <laughs> well, it happens because uh, you, was, you was a steward of some good friends that I did know that were getting them in and they okay. were sending them meat for motivation. Nice, nice. And during the time I was still uh, engraveled into my dealings, I was still getting those emails and those emails were still helping me move forward and progress, progressing me forward daily, but not me not knowing they were deep rootedly planting seeds, planting seeds. And most of the time those seeds were seeds of comfort, not knowing when I was going to be able to tie back into that comfort. So and when so, I get pulled over, yeah, I uh, tap back into those emails, and then I was saying, okay, let me die back into Jesus. So when I die back into Jesus, first thing I did was go back to the Jesus I was doing before. Hmm. And once those doors was not opening and those, uh, well, people weren't receptive or whatever the case may be, I gravitated back to those emails and then I started to seek you out. People weren't receptive in your old religious circles because you were a drug dealer, disreputable. Yes, disreputable is the is the right word <laughs> on so many levels. Disreputable is the right word yeah. on so many levels. So you and I connected because I, I, by then I was, I was, uh, recently retired. Yeah. Recently <laughs> retired and recently dormant. Yeah, that's right. But we connected and yes. you've been a part of this journey with me now. Now you're happy yeah. to pay the price wow. to do a three year term or whatever. Yes. Yes. Or a two year term. How, back to, back to this pamphlet that your, that your daughter gave you. You said to me, I'm going to be happier behind bars. Yes, then a lot of people are free out here in the world because a lot of people are still carrying that baggage alone. They're carrying the, their day-to-day struggles, their day-to-day things that they're not opening the bag up like they take out their groceries and actually pick up and deal with mm. to where I'm going to be in a position to where all I can do is work on me, work on me and work on him and work on this right here. Right. So I'll have the time to be able to mentally, physically, and emotionally get get strengthened up and, and come out here ready to attack this journey like a like a like a mad guy for Jesus. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like you get it, man. There's so much of that if some if people could just catch your spirit, if people could just catch that faith that you that you know when you come out, you know, you're going to be like a mad guy for Jesus, which while you're in for 2 years there's going to be a million other people who have that freedom to do it. But for whatever reason, they just aren't. And I think the more we, as followers of Jesus, could take a hold of your relationship, your, you know, your, your, your faith that you have and apply that to our life, man, the better, the better we, we could be. Yes, yes, you're absolutely correct. And the biggest thing to where I be- truly believe I was blessed because I was able to be humble, humble in so-called disreputable success because disreputable means a lot to me because when you're in the street life and street world you get stripes for being disreputable what do you mean by stripes you the more disreputable the more 
disreputable you are, the more illicit things you do, the more reputable you become. Right. You 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 build a reputation on this side when you're really supposed to be building it on this side. Uh -huh. yeah. And where more secular folks kind of gravitate toward that and they believe in that. And then they're, they're believing in the wrong ideal. Yeah. Be believing in disreputable is reputable is just like worshiping an idol. Because mm -hmm. the more reputation you have, the more money you have, the more, say, if you're in the in the uh, prostitution ring, the more women you have, right? the more reputation you get. And people tend to like that portrait on the big screen. Wow. And wow. so now now that you're a Jesus person, how is disreputable different to you now? Well, it's it's this disreputable is a little bit different now because you're trying to be around more reputable right people and you're being looked at it through a different lens. You're not really being receptive. It's not really being receptive, but it does get receptive once people experience some disreputable things in their own life. If somebody's listening, uh, watching, and they say to themselves, I am not going to do another Christmas. I'm going to take a, a bottle of pills. I'm going to have a revolver. I mean, they're, they're going to bed every night saying, should I just end it? Because they think they're too far gone. What do you want people to know that are desperate well what i can say is you're never too far gone because look at me i'm 45 years old now my mother passed away when i was eight we was in a hotel room all by ourselves and from that lens of anybody watching that on the screen it doesn't look like there is no hope but there there was hope there was faith there was belief you, you know we have to tap into a higher person than ourselves because mm -hmm. if we're getting to that point obviously we're not tapped in and using the conduits to get to the stuff that's really going to lead us to paradise lead us to happiness lead us to understand that, that there is a way yeah and that's one thing we got to tap into the gps and once we tap into god's protective system we'll <laughs> be able to make it <laughs> love that that's, that's awesome yeah the gps yes yes, yeah, yes. i like that man yeah, so so much to talk about. When when you now that you're in a different circle, what are you learning from Jesus people? Mm. That's good. And what are you looking when you look at reputable? Let's put quotes around reputable people. You you hear me talk a lot about my problem with religion. Yes. Uh, does that resonate with you, or or does it is that a disconnect? Yeah, because. Like in the street game, you know, it's kind of you're built on a reputation of doing things in street code. And most of the time, street code don't align with doing things proper or doing things right and doing things the Jesus way. It just doesn't align because right. the, they're really made up man-made rules. Right. So in some religious circles, some people tend to be able to just quote the scriptures and tailor it to how they want to be able to do some things. And then they kind of form flocks around that, and then they have a quote-unquote kind Just of Just like the streets, corners. in a way. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's so much kind of the streets to where you have your in crowd, you have your out crowd, you, you know, you have your, you know, it's it's it, it's it's similar in a way. And it's it's tough at times, but, you know, we have to be able to be humble. And that's one thing to why I survived so long, because I was always humbled, even though I might have had six, seven hundred thousand dollars. What does that mean to be humbled? What is that? What does that look like? To me, humble means that I'm willing to be, no matter what kind of stature I am, 
I'm willing, even though I may be high on other, other people's highs and quote unquote put on pedestals, I still don't look at myself no different than anybody that's homeless. I still can blend in and, and gravitate and relate to those people that are homeless. And the only reason why I was able to do that because those guys I had to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. Because most people who are doing drugs aren't the guys that are going to nine-to-fives every day. Right. Not the guys driving Ferraris. They're not those guys. So that's how you be able to become humbled. And no matter what kind of success I did have, I still kept the minor of yeah. the stuff. Uh, so give me Dyrell's and B, since you got enough drug dealer in you to to do this. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, give me between the two of you three or four ways that somebody gets out of jail, gets out of prison in their head, mm. not the one with the bars. Mm. But how do people get out of the prison in their head? Because that is the most populated prison in the world for sure okay each of you give me two okay yeah you want to go you want me to go you go ahead you go all right i think the f the first one is you got to stop caring about what people think yes your story is your story for whatever reason your story was designed by god and you walked through it and i think the biggest step number one to get out of prison in your mind is you got to stop caring about what other people think it will trap you there forever. And the moment you, you the, the the keys could be unlocked, the door could be open, and you would still stay in wow, there wow. because of that comparison, man. That resonates with you? Oh, of course. What he said, and he, and he just helped me out with what I was actually going to say. Uh, my first number one key is, like I did, I had to realize that my way wasn't working. Mm. No matter how much success I had, no mm. matter how much I had, it never lasted for the full length of time. Mm. It was only on a stopwatch, that, but going backwards to mm. where it had an expiration date on it. And then number two is got to learn how to be a good follower to become a great leader. Mm. What are you really following? Unpack that some more. I love that. What, what I mean by you have to be a good follower to become a great leader is you have to find the right Thing to follow that's going to help prosper you and not also prosper you that you can help prosper others because through the prosperity of others you will find your grain is your biggest and gain your largest prosperity and that will help you go a lot further than I'm only doing it for me and I pack it in yeah we have to share that's one thing a lot of Christians and so-called religious groups aren't doing they're not really sharing we share what we want to share some of those things that we Having that little cubby hole in the small jean pocket, <laughs> that's the stuff that, that got the real, real richness. And, that. and 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 that has way more weight than any any of these precious metals or a lot of money that we have. That that thing right there could connect to somebody in a great way. So we have to we have to find the right thing to follow. And that's one thing about dealing with scriptures and watching scripture based stuff and listening to Christian based real faith music. It will touch you deep in your soul. Mm. Once you be able to get stuff that uh, uh, only goes mind deep, that's where some of the problem goes. Because some of the, the secular music out there only goes to here. Does it really touch you here? It doesn't get to your heart. It doesn't get to your heart. And that's where the real hearing is at. Because once it really hits here, you will start doing. Yeah. And start doing means I will start walking. And yeah. that's where yeah. I want to be able to do. Brandon, give me one more. Yeah, I think as we close, my premise was off my whole life. And it was, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? 
or something along those lines. And I think the next way to get out, you know, how to get out of prison in your mind is when you recognize that you're not a good person mm. and no stretch of the imagination. And there, gold. there becomes your need for the greatest person of all time. And his name is Jesus. And yes. the moment that I recognized that I was less than, than I was less than he was, because a lot of my life I kind of lived like I was greater than God in some way. Although it wasn't lived out like that, I felt like that in some way. I was a king. I was a, you know. And in, in some ways it was like, no. Like the moment I realized that my depravity as a human existed was the moment that I started walking in my in, in complete abundance and freedom. You want to add to that? Well, yes. What I can say to, man, Brandon has come with some good ones today. He is. <laughs> Come with some good ones. Well, what it's I can the company, the two of us, yeah, bring yeah, it yeah, out yeah, of yeah, it. for yes, sure. Yes, yes, what I can say is that uh, getting out of prison, we got to understand is that that road is ending, but just because that road ends, there's another one about to begin. Yeah. You, we have to be able to travel and walk to the road that's going to begin. That means we got to be able to get out of that place in order to get to this place. That's right. But we can't get out of this place and get to this place without getting out of that. I believe that yeah. it doesn't happen that way. When when Things blew up for me in this town. Hmm. Uh, I was trying to explain to some. I had so many people tell me, well, I guess you're going to move now. Like, get out of here, right? <laughs> and I, uh, I, what I tried to explain to them is I was, I was in, a, in a car, and the car got in an accident. And I got out of the car, and I got on a bike. Right. And yeah. I'm going to ride that bike until it gets a flat tire, and then I'm going to get in a plane. Right. And when the plane ends, I'm going to get on a train. And when the train ends, I'm going to walk. Yes. Right. And I think there you have it. A lot of people don't want to ride the bike. They don't want to. They don't want to walk. You know. They want. They want to go to the plane, and the train. But you can't get attached to to one mode of transportation to keep the metaphor going. Yeah. You got to be able to get up. Right. Yeah. You have to be able to get up, and you got to keep moving because either which way, what I figured out. You're still going to get there one day or another. You're going to get there kicking and scratching, or you're going to get there gracefully. Yeah, but you're still going to get there. Yeah. Choose your way. Yeah, beautiful. Closing thoughts, B? Yeah. Oh, you know, oh, you as I love you, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, for sure. Like, just your smile. As, no, people, got, you know, they can't see your heart. They can't see unless they saw the live that BD Local's doing. But, man, just your testimony, who you are as a dad, as a husband, as a friend, as a leader, as a follower of Jesus, inspires me even still to this day sitting here. You're the reason, to be honest with you, why I do what I do. You, you yes. your story, who you are, is is why I do what I do, man. And it's an honor to sit next to you For and sure. be able to do this with you. And and, and we're brothers, man. And yes, of course, man. That's just I just say this every time, every day. Without me going to go do this couple years, without me getting pulled over, without me losing it all, I would never gain everything. Wow. And I'm in a greater opportunity and greater position to gain everything. Everything is more than all. Yeah. Uh, Everything is more. Mic drop. Gold. We're done. We're done. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. Hey, thanks. <laughs> that was incredible. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope that you have enjoyed this. Darrell, we love you, man. Man, I love you guys, man. I just love you guys so much. You guys never know. You guys are keeping, you guys are pushing me to greater limits, allowing me to uh, put down my story. 
helping me to keep changing my diet. Yeah. And uh, I ain't, I'm not talking about just food. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's been a great journey with you guys. And I'm, I was happy to be a part of this Jesus journey and build this two, five, three up is the best we can. And, and, and let everybody know there's more work to come. Let's go. So thanks so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye.